Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. This week's episode finishes up our discussion on why you need to take the fourth step, why you need to continue doing the rest of the steps. So we finish up talking about the three basic instincts of life regarding uh, the sexual part of our existence and instincts. And then we move into the self-centered portion of our life and why when we don't give over and give up to a higher power, our self-centered and selfishness causes problems, damage, hurt, pain. And only through doing some sort of reflective inventory can we find out where we've done this damage and what we can do to help fix it? Let's hear what Joe and Charlie have to say about that. Third basic instinct he talks about is the sex instinct. Now, I know in AA we talk about sex a lot. We tell jokes about it. We laugh about it. I doubt if any of us know a hell of a lot about it, but... (laughs) Bill said all human beings are born with a desire to have sex. Now, it may get turned off by bad teachings and bad happenings, but if we don't have sex, we're not going to reproduce ourselves. And if we don't reproduce ourselves, the human race is going to fail to survive. So the desire to have sex is a basic God-given thing, absolutely necessary for our survival. Now, just like the other two, if you're going to fulfill this thing and reproduce yourself, you're going to have to work at it. Hell, you can do more work in three minutes of sex. If you can last that long, then you will do all day digging a ditch. Don't you older guys remember how it used to be when we got through with it? My God, we would just fall over sideways. The sweat's just pouring off of us. We could hardly get our breath. We feel like we've died, gone to heaven, come back to it three times. And I don't think we would do that much work if we didn't get a reward for doing so. Gets excited, doesn't he? And that great reward that we get is that great feeling both emotionally and physically at the moment of successful completion of the sex act. It really is a feeling that is absolutely indescribably wonderful. But also, just like the other two, it just seems to be a temporary feeling. Hell, you no sooner get through with doing it than you get to thinking about doing it again. (laughs) And it's such a pleasurable thing and such an exciting thing. The next thing you know, we get to thinking about doing it in different ways. And then we get to thinking about doing it in different positions. And then we get to thinking about doing it with different people. And the next thing we know, we're doing it at the wrong time in the wrong place with the wrong people. And we end up hurting other people. And they in turn retaliate against us and create pain and suffering for us. The three basic instincts of life left on self-will will always throw us in collision with people, places, and things, absolutely rob us of possibility of peace of mind, serenity, and happiness. Now, if all human beings in the world today could fulfill the three basic instincts of life at the level that God intended, there would be no conflict in the world today. But all human beings have self-will. And all human beings from time to time will get out of kilter in at least one or more of these basic instincts of life and do those things that throw us in conflict with other people and absolutely rob us of any possibility of peace of mind and serenity. I kind of like to look at the three basic instincts of life as the utilities of life. You know, this building we're in today is a fine building. But this building would be absolutely useless if it was not for the utilities in it. 
There has to be some water. There has to be some light. There has to be some form of heat in this building in order for us to use it. But at the same time, the three things that are necessary to use the building, if they get out of control, they will be the very things that will destroy this building also. And the basic instincts of life are the utilities of life. They're absolutely necessary for our survival. But if they get out of control, they're the very things that destroy us also. The three basic instincts of life, if you'll notice a little circle coming out of there, that's what makes up self-will. Now, coming out of self-will, you're going to also notice another little circle that says wrongs. And that's another word that we've got to look at. Somewhere in AA, we got the idea that when you see the word wrongs, that means a list of dirty, filthy, nasty things we've done. But if you go to the dictionary and look at the word wrongs up, you'll find several definitions for it. One definition of a wrong is incorrect judgment of others. And a little later on, we're going to find out that's exactly what a resentment is. Another definition of the word wrong is incorrect believing. We're going to find that in a little while. That's what most of our fears are. Another definition of the word wrong is the incorrect acts that we take that create harm and hurts for other human beings. All selfish, self-centered human beings will always display these three wrongs. They are the common manifestations of a selfish, self-centered human being. If you want to spot a selfish, self-centered human being, you look for three things. If they're really selfish and self-centered, running on self-will, then they're mad all the time. Damn him and damn her and by God I'll show them and they're not going to treat me that way and blah de blah de blah 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 blah. A selfish, self-centered human being is always absolutely scared to death. Can't depend on God. Can't depend on other people. And if you're an alcoholic reaching the end of the road, you can't depend on yourself anymore, and you're running absolutely scared to death. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but we know when it gets here, it's not going to be worth a damn, whatever it is. A selfish, self-centered human being in the fulfillment of the three basic instincts of life is always doing things that end up hurting other people. And we're scared to death what they're going to do when they catch us. And even if they don't catch us, if God dwells within each of us, we know the difference between right and wrong, and we begin to be uh, by guilt and remorse associated with the things we've done to hurt other people. A selfish, self-centered human being absolutely robs himself of any possibility of peace of mind because he's always filled with resentments and fears and harms done to other people. Now, if I want God to direct my thinking, I'm going to have to do something about these three common manifestations of self. You know, I find when I got out to AA, I like to view my mind as just a little store, just a little quick trip or a little 7-Eleven, not very much. But in this little store that I had up here in my head when I got to AA, I had over here on this side of my store some display cases. And those display cases were absolutely filled with resentments. Damn him and damn her and damn them and I'll show them. There's no way that God can direct that part of my mind. Because it's being directed by those things that I resent and that I hate so badly. Over in this part of my store, I had a little file cabinet, and it was filled with fear. Oh, my God, what's she going to do? Oh, my damn, what's going to happen when that check hits the bank? Oh, Jesus, I hope they never find out about this one. God can't get in that file cabinet. It's already filled up with fears, and those fears are directing the way I think. 
Back here in the back of my store, I had a, a storage room, and it was filled with guilt and remorse and shame associated with those things I've done in the past. God can't get in that room. It's already full. If I want God to direct my thinking, I'm going to have to do something about the things that block God out of my mind, do something about their removal, and get rid of them, and then God's thinking can take the place of those things that's already in my head. He can't get in there as long as they're there. Step four is going to be such a simple process. Bill's going to show us how to look at these three common manifestations of self. He's going to show us how to see the truth about them. He's going to show us how to get rid of them. And he's going to show us how to keep them from coming back. And when resentments are gone, when fears are gone, when guilt and remorse is gone, then God can begin to direct my thinking, but until such time as they're removed, he can't. And remember, he gave us self-will, and he said, I'll never take it back. You've got to give it back. And you can't give it back when it's already filled with this other stuff. So in step four, that's the things we're really going to look at, and I think you're going to be absolutely amazed if you've never done step four this way to see how simple this thing really is. It just blows my mind when I see the simplicity of step four according to the big book Alcoholics Anonymous. Joe? You know, this area of the book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and doing step four and some of the thoughts and words that you hear around the table just scare the heck out of people. Some of the people I've heard say, boy, just wait till you get to step four. That's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. You're going to tell them all about that old, dirty, filthy, rotten things that you did and all those sort of things, and they, they just like scare me to death over that. And I think we're scaring people to death over today. But, you know, earlier in our book it said that it's not by chance that we've been given the power to reason, to examine the evidences of our senses, and to draw conclusions. This is one of man's most magnificent attributes. And this man's most magnificent attribute is the ability to look at myself and to draw conclusions and the evidences of my senses. And this is what we're going to do. We're not going to look at all the dirty, filthy, rotten things that we did. We're going to look at how these basic instincts that God give us, they're perfectly good and necessary for our survival and how we have used them and overused them and underused them. That's all we're going to do. And it says a while ago we said that we read it again, but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on the satisfaction of these basic instincts which later put us in a position to be hurt. Again, just these are God-given and therefore good, and I'm just going to look at them and to see where I've overused these basic instincts or underused these basic instincts. Because when I got sober, I didn't know how to operate. I mean, I didn't know. Charlie mentioned way back when I used alcohol to allow myself to do certain things. My, my growth in, as far as understanding is concerned. Now I'm sober and I need to know how these basic instincts work in my life, how I can use them and overuse them or how to use them the way God intended for me to do. And that's the purpose of the four-step inventory. Not to necessarily to look at all those dirty, filthy, rotten things that I did. And if I can rise above this moral issue and to look at it this way, I can be way ahead of the game. And that's why I need to know all about these social instincts and how they work in my life. I need all the information that I can glean from this to help me to do the four step properly. And that's why Bill wrote the, the, uh, the 12 and 12, especially in the four step area. And my recommendation to the people that I sponsor, read the first two or three or four pages of the 12 and 12 
in the four-step area and learn all you can about these basic instincts and how they operate, just like Charlie went through, because they're going to be an aid to, to my future life. Coughlin's Law. Take out the dead, they stink up the place. Now, Cocktail was not the best movie, and really it was kind of a fun little rom-com from many years ago, but Brian Brown's character stating that you have to get rid of the old and take it out or it's going to stink the place up is a great euphemism for the fourth step. What are we doing? We're taking a look at what we have done, where we have done damage, and how we played a part in it, and then how we can clear the decks. And why? Because our self-centeredness, our selfishness ran riot, and we were not able to see, as Joe and Charlie say, how we were trying to keep up with the Joneses and how that caused problems and that caused us to become scared or mad or want to hurt others in our goals and our trying to achieve what we thought we wanted. So, do not fear step four. It's cleaning house. It's taking out the dead. It's making sure that you now have room in the inventory cases for all of your higher power or God's love, whichever you're comfortable with, to come in to your heart and replace all of those old bad ideas and thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week... This is the Big Book Living Alive, Joe and Charlie podcast.